Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple Cog. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. Out of 
John, the eighth chapter, starting at verse 30. And we're going to go down just three new scriptures, four maybe, and we'll see where God takes us from there. John 8 and 30. Son of man must be lifted up 
uh, and then you will know that I'm from my father. But the one that believed, he told him this, if you continue in my words, then are ye my disciples. What we got to understand there is a there is no stop when you say I'm saved or when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, when you declare that he is the Son of God and that he was uh, crucified on the cross. and uh, Salvation just starting there. You, it doesn't, that's nothing to get it and sit down. He clearly said, if you believe in me, you will continue in my word. Amen. And what we got to understand is some of us are not, we don't continue. The church uh, doesn't, as a whole, does not continue in God's word. Hallelujah. Looking up the word of God. Hallelujah. And said that we were made free. Some of us don't even know what we've been made free from. We think we're just made free from sin. It goes beyond That's right. just sin. Sin is one avenue that he has delivered us from. Uh, we got to know that uh, we are not in bondage to any of the devices of the enemy, Satan. We're not in the, under any bondage of anything that the world uh, tries to put on us. We have been made free because we know the word, and the word is true, and that truth shall make us free. Amen? We often relate to this scripture when we say, by his stripes we are healed. And we say, yes, I'm on. I believe in that. I believe that we are healed. If we have his stripes, we are healed. But do we really understand what has really transpired uh, when he we say that by his stripes we are here? Here. In Isaiah, go there with me for Isaiah the fifty third chapter of Isaiah. Fifty third chapter of Isaiah. I want y'all to look at something there. You see. And this is in the Old Testament, so I want you to understand that this is Isaiah prophesying about Jesus, all right? I like the first verse. It says, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? So who's going to believe the report? We all say we believe it for the Lord. Amen? So here Isaiah is prophesying what Jesus is going to do. In verse 3, he says, He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as they were our faces from him, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. When you read that scripture, you got to understand that you have been delivered from all of this. He bore it, he took on it, he took care of all of these things for us. Nothing, oppression should not be a problem. We are, should be oppressed and we should be depressed. We have been. He took all this for us, yeah. and we got to understand that that happened when he went to the cross. All of this was laid on him. Yeah. That's why the Bible said God turned because he could not look at this Jesus Christ in the of everything that was put on him. Sin was covered in him. All those diseases, all sicknesses, all of these things were yeah. put on Jesus that we could live free. Yeah, if we say we're free from sin, yes, we're free from sin. But we gotta understand, we got a total package here that says we've been spread free from everything. Yeah. Now, how do we act as double agents? When we murmur and complain about things, that tells me that you're giving Satan the glory and not God. You don't believe God has done what he said he's done. Because if you complain, that means you don't have faith that God has done what he said he has done. If you believe by his stripes you are healed, you got to also know he bore, took on, it says 
says, surely he has told our griefs. What you grief about? When you complain about this thing and that thing, you are really acting as a double agent because it's going bad for you right now. But when you get in church and you can shout and can dance and, and, and hear the music and hear the preach word, this is good to say, I am, I do believe God. But I'm talking about in your everyday life, when you complain about what's going on with the job, when you complain about what's going on in your neighborhood, when you complain about what's happening in the world, you don't, you're saying that you, you that's, that's all right. But when you're, you're a double agent at times, you're saying that God can't fix everything. Y'all know the story of Job? Yeah, most of us know the story of Job, right? So, but, but, but just for sake, uh, just bear with me, I'm just going to read the scripture. Uh, this is Job was an upright man. He was a, he was a just man. Everything that Job did was good. And uh, when that day that Satan was up there in heaven, he said, have you tried my servant Job? And many of us say that God was uh, putting Job to the test to prove that God had somebody that could stand up and would not deny him. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, but I want to call your attention over to chapter 3 in Job. In verse 25, I got to get this to you so you understand how we got to work and how God uses things. Verse Job 3 25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. What's the first thing you recognize that something is not of God? Fear is not of God, right? Something was wrong with Job. Job had nothing. And said, the thing that I was afraid of has come unto me. Right? So, we look at it all the time when Job was a good candidate for God to save good people. At the same time, the wisdom of God knew that there was error in Job and believing and having fear in him that he couldn't be all that God wanted him to be. Because he stated the fear but Satan had Job hiding this day in his heart, wondering when it, when it was going to come. He was scared of it. He didn't think about this thing. Fear, the thing that I fear has come upon me. So there was something Job had to deliver from, and God used this to deliver Job. Sometimes we're going through things so that God can expose to us Something that is harbored in our hearts that we need to get to you to recognize so that you can expose it so you won't be a double agent you know. So when you're saying what you believe, God, you are saying because you know that you know that you know that these things are true. So Job has fear and yet never any kind of fear in our lives is not of God. Why? Because God did not give us the spirit of fear. But of what? Love and power and sound mind. That's what he gave us. So fear, anytime you have fear, your fear is counseling your faith. Alright? So if you got fear, you can't have faith. If you fear for the snake gonna bite you, you can't have faith. Well you say, well that's that's physical. No, fear is not of God. All elements of fear is not of God. So anytime we, we gotta understand is what we think physically causes things to happen spiritually. And that's the law of God. Yeah. Because we gave us in the testament, we can speak things in, as though they are. Right? It's yeah. begin to exist. If we believe something, it'll come to pass. Yeah. If you ponder it and see it and see, keep saying, how many times y'all we wake up tired? Go to bed tired. Joints hurt. Everything hurt. I'm tired. But yet we say that all these diseases, all pain, all afflictions, all diseases, Christ took for us on the cross. I can't find where Abraham came at his great age. He never got up and said, oh, my knees hurt. Never heard Moses talk about anything in the Bible. He's complaining about the people. But he never complained about anything that God was doing 
upon himself or the body he fights. We have to understand when we do that, we are working double agent. And we're taking the glory of God and giving the glory to Satan. And we can't be doing that, but we can't. It's just like this thing. When we read in the, in the, on the news, we read about how the tourists over there in over in the East, Middle East, can get on the internet and call somebody over here to turn against their own country, the country that has been raised up in the freedom to do whatever they want. Get over there and tell them that they need to put a bomb on themselves or blow up this place or blow up that place, and they go do it. Because their influence and the words that they sing is influencing them the same way Satan is influencing us. When we think people irritate us, people do things to us, or things they go, don't go the way we like it, we quickly jump on with Satan's family and cause us to turn and be a double to Satan and start complaining that this ain't right. What's not right? What's wrong is you cannot pray and you have sought God and stayed in his word that you that he would notify you ahead of time that it's going to be all right. No matter what you're going through, yeah. God has promised us good success. Yeah. He said all things, in Romans 8, 28, all things were to the good yeah. of them that love the Lord. Yeah. And I call upon to his purpose. All things. So no matter what you're going through, if you look at God's word, said, it will work to the good for you to be successful. Apostle taught last Tuesday that you have an abundant way of life. He gave you abundant life. He gave yeah. you each one of us abundant life. Now, you talk against it, and that makes that come to pass. If you go to bed, sorry, hurt, you're going to wake up hurt. But if you speak to your demons, and you speak to your situation, and you know that Jesus Christ took all these things from me, that I don't have the aches and pain that I used to hate. In my situation right now, yes, I feel hurt when, it, when I raise my arm. When I move this, move that certain different way, they're hurt. But nothing has stopped me declaring that God will heal my arm. Yeah, that's right. You understand? I limp, and every time I limp, I realize that I have a stroke. Yeah. But it ain't going to stop me from declaring, for me to stop saying God has healed my body. And when I walk under the soul, I don't have a name. So I gotta, you've got to speak to your situation that according to the word, and not according to what you think you know, but yeah. what do the words say about the situation. And if anyway in here, over in the country, now say the 53rd chapter, he took on everything that we don't have to have this stuff on us anymore. We've got to get to the point where we stop acting like double agents and realize that we're going to stand for Jesus Christ, that we are in his army, and that if God said that we have it, we have it. You have to see things. You have to see the vision that God has given us. Uh, early, a lot of times past we heard Pastor Paul say, I done seen it. I done seen the vision. I done seen it. It's going to come to pass. As long as he sees it, nothing can deter him that it ain't going to happen. Martin Luther King went to him. He said, I have seen the promised land. I might not get there when you get there, but I have seen the promised land. Abraham told Joshua, you're the one that's going to lead him in. I have been to the mountain, and I have seen the promised land. You understand? So when you, when you see these things, can't no devil tell you any different. So why need y'all not stop practicing? Speaking the word of God in your situation and seeing you be delivered from this. If you're impressed, you got to see your deliverance. you got to speak your deliverance. You say, oh, no, no, no. I repeat it in the name of Jesus. I don't have it. I'm not being oppressed. I'm not going to worry about this. I don't have to worry about it. Because my God said, if you're living, he'll supply all my needs according not to my riches, but according to his riches. And to the court of his bitches, I just got to trust him and wait on him to deliver me. And that's what we have to understand. Stop being double agents for the enemy. When you start complaining, when you start saying you got this and you got that, you got to stand up. When the doctor said you got these problems, you got to stand up and say, Doctor, I heard what you're saying. 
But that's going against what I believe. And I heard it talking about God told me all of this stuff is a uh, 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 I've been real for me. Yeah. You understand? You gotta say you can hear. And you say, oh man, I got you already got. Then you gotta pay out of it. You already took it on. In my I was asking God about this appeals. I mean these little things, these aspirins that they can need to take to keep a blood in for that. And God said, well, as soon as you lose weight and get the things right, you can come off of that stuff. That's it. And I said, okay. So they gave me an idea that this is what I have to do to, so God can see that he can grow at this. If we continue to do things that destroy us, then we got to take what man gives us. But when we try to listen to what God is saying, we can accept the promises and believe that God has given us the promises and we can have those promises. Salvation is is the simplest thing. It's just yielding to God the way he would have us give. And we all have a wrestling with the same thing. How can I give him more of me? How can I be more of what God wants and less of what I want? All the messages from the conversation of the now when he's telling us Die out, die out, die out. Yeah. God. God, God needs more. God needs more. More of me, more of you. These are things that God requires us. And if we are not going to reap the full benefit until we give you, give it to me. Truth will not deliver us from sin if we don't believe the truth is delivered us. In Romans, the sixth chapter, what does it say? The Bible, Paul wrote that, and can we continue in sin? And then it, then it came back and said, no, God forbid. Can we continue in sin that grace may abound? No. If you're dead to sin, how can you live in sin? Yeah. If we have been delivered from sin, how can we constantly go back in sin? See, that, that's where we're messing up at. And being a double agent, whenever you go against what God's word says, you are sinning against God. We want to look at the world sin. We're not sinning. But anytime we can murmur and complain or we do negative stuff or believe negative stuff, then we are sinning against God. And we got to get this sin is something that the Buddha destroy us. Being a double agent will destroy it. We cannot continue in sin if you say you are dead to sin or you're free from sin. Uh, Isaiah, what I just wrote in there, uh, he said that you can do sin then you're a servant of sin. Yeah. But then John, John like the fourth, thirty-fourth verse. If you uh, do sin, you are a servant of sin. You don't look at you serving sin. But if you are, you are a servant of sin. There's no getting around what God's word says. Another note for you to know that you've been delivered from this stuff. And you have a, a great outlook. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. I mean, Isaiah 61. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. In other words, Jesus said, I've been anointed to deliver you. You in free, you in sin, I've been anointed to deliver you. You in and, and caught up in all the business of the world, I've been anointed to deliver, to deliver you. You're poor, you're destitute, I've been anointed to deliver you. This is what he came to do. Why do we accept that we aren't free? Because somebody, because sin showed up in a door, because somebody says something, we got to declare. I am free. Yeah. Jesus made me free. And if I continue in his word, the spirit of truth to set me free. You understand? Yeah. We, 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 we hung up on the bills. We hung up on uh, 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 all the material things of the world. What does scripture say? What would a man give for his soul? What would 
will make him for his soul. Someone would it would it take a hundred dollars? Would it take a new house? A new car? Food on the table? What would a man? What are we suffering? What will, what is the saints of God doing that they will sacrifice their soul before they have eternal life? That's when the week everybody got an answer to their own to their own God and to themselves. Remember the scripture Proverbs 25 and 28? If a man don't have control over his rule of his own spirit, it's like a city without walls. Many of us are like that. We don't have control of our own spirit. And we are like a city without walls. And I in the old days, you gotta remember that the city did not, if it didn't have walls around it, it was vulnerable to the enemy. When we don't have rule of our own soul, spirit, we are just like a city without walls. The enemy can come in, get with it, and destroy anything that we've done. And that's why it's imperative, imperative that we recognize the enemy and know that all the things that we're speaking out of our mouth is going to come to pass. What does it say? Now faith is something that they hope for and the evidence that they not seen. You know what I'm saying? We pray and do anything, but are we activating our faith and believing what God's word says that Jesus Christ delivered us from everything? Everything he has delivered us from is in this word of God. And we gotta believe that. That's right. It's hard to get the world to come to Jesus when we don't show this thing to them that we live in a better life than they are. You Walk into Walmart, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to, I got these bills and everything really now. And you're talking to somebody that doesn't say, but yet you're telling them that Jesus can make way. But your mouth is saying, totally the opposite. How is Jesus ain't making a way for you? And why should I come to Jesus? Because if he ain't making a way for you and the things that I've done, I know he ain't going to way for me. You understand? You see how we can be double agents or in work for Satan? We got to speak for There is nothing. I believe in my God. There is nothing God can do. Nothing. Nothing. He gives us favor. He tells us, I present you before kings. I'll have them. He said, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, scripture said, he's gonna, they're going to be transfer of goods. He got the sinner laying up goods for the saints. Yeah. And one day he's going to call it to the sinner where they got laid up to give it to the saints. If you don't believe it, tell me that Israel went into Egypt poor and they came out of their riches. Yeah. And that's a known fact. That's right. You read that over there in the Exodus if you want. I mean, but they were poor when they were down there. They were slaves. But when they came out of there, they had all kinds of gold. Yeah. The Egyptians were giving them. That's right. Giving them the good, giving them gold, giving them green, giving them abundance. Because God, you can take out God can cause things to happen. All we gotta do is trust Him. Yeah. And believe God. Every time, every month, I understand. Every month the bill's gonna come in your house. They're gonna come in the mailbox. And when you look at your bank account and you know all of you you say, ain't no way I can pay. But I'm telling you, when you got the word of God. And you trust God, and you got Jesus Christ, you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And you pay your tithes, and you give unto God. I guarantee you, by the end of that month, you'll still have an abundance, and God will still be there taking care of you. The things you put going to fall short on, God will supply. How do you David say what? I was young, and now I'm old. And never seen the righteous forsaken. Right. Nor his seed begging bread. Saints of God, we are the saints of the living God. Hallelujah. Y'all know if you get to understand who you are. Yeah. If you know that you are my child of God. Let me tell you, I tell y'all all the time about the prince over there in each in England. Nobody got to tell Prince Harry that he's the his mother is the Queen Elizabeth, his grandmother is Queen Elizabeth, or his father is a prince. In ways, and they don't live like uh, they don't know who they are. 
They live like they know who they are. They want to go somewhere, they make a phone call. They make a range so they get on a plane and go wherever they got to go. All expenses are paid by that country, England. They don't work, they don't do nothing to earn that money. They're not even a part of the government. They got something called the parliament over there. Yeah. So they make these provisions because she's the queen. I'm trying to get y'all to understand. Because y'all are children, men and women of God, God can cause the world to make provision for you. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have y'all read uh, uh, over in, over in uh, over here, I want to show you something. Where, okay, yeah, all right, all right, 54, I want to say that. Show you some what God said. Verse 9. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. Don't let the enemy tell you it's God's plan that I got to go through this. God, God don't, ain't going to heal my body. I got to accept this thing. That's not what God said. He swore that right there. God said, I swear, I swore that the water was not going to cover earth no more. That's what he told God, right? Yeah, that's right. He said, just as I said, the water was going to cover earth, I'm telling you, I'm not going to have wrath with you, and now I will not rebuke you. No matter what Satan tells you, God is not upset with you. Yeah. God loves you. Y'all will chastise you, but God is not going to rebuke you, or nor is he going to have wrath or wrath against you. Because you are his children. He can't tell you in Galatians, behold what man of love I have for you, that you are able to call be called sons of God, and then tell you that I, I rebuke you. That's that. God loves us too much. Yeah. He said, I will do you. That's why you got to know what the word says. When the enemy comes and trying to discourage you, to tell you ain't gonna make it, to tell you this ain't gonna happen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm like using the elder right many times. I'm on that shit. Time with money. I don't have it. I don't have. But God always showed up. Yeah. God always showed up and made a way for him. And the same way he made a way for him, he'll make a way for us. Yeah. If we really analyze it, there's no reason for us to be double agents of God, of Satan. We need to be agents for God. Yeah. We are soldiers in the army of God. We have been selected, we have been chosen to be good soldiers. Soldiers that don't want to be afraid of going back. We have the whole armor of God that we can put on. We have the helmet of salvation that we can put on. We have the breastplate of righteousness. God, hallelujah. We have the the, the belt that we can put on the truth. We have the shield of faith. When the enemy throws these down, why don't we use the shield of faith to press these down? We just leave it laying down. And then we have the word of God, which is a sword. To cut, to defeat, to get them off of us. Yeah, what did Jesus say to Satan when you had him in, in the wilderness? It is written. Yeah. We don't say it is written. We go, oh my Lord, what are going to do that? But if you know the word, it is written. Yeah. Say, my God said he's going to supply all my needs. It is written. Just by his strength, I am here. What you be talking foolishness with? You tell me I got this and I got that. It is written. If you say I got it, then that means my God will prove that He is God and He's going to get the glory and, and heal me of the situation. Yeah. Don't you think Jesus could have called Lazarus and told Lazarus who he healed from where he was four days before he got to where Lazarus was? He could have stood right there and said, Lazarus, you That's the authority that he carried with himself. Yeah. And we have to, he has given us the same authority he put in you that you can do greater works than he did. 
you can are able to anoint, you're called, you have the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. Not just speaking the speaking in tongues, but to rebuke the enemy in every step fashion that he shows up. Yeah. That's the power that you have. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. And we gotta start knowing that this is the power we have. It is written. I can show you in this word of God right here. It is written. That you have power. Straight on service. Yeah. Rebuke demons. Lay hands on the sick. And you say they might recover. They shall. They shall recover. Yes, yes. They shall recover. Whether they believe it or not, because of who you are. Yeah. They shall recover. God is backing you. Not you doing it on your own, but because God is backing you. Right. That's the power that Jesus had. But because God knew where they were, he had to wait four days later to establish and show Martha and Mary and all the other residents of the town who he really was. Because yeah, right. look up and say, Father, I already know. But for their sake, but for their sake, Lazarus, come forth. That they'll know who is the resurrection. They'll know who is the son of the living God. And that's what we got to We got to realize who we are and that we can speak the same power in the same words, believe that God is going to do it. What did God say? God said, it's not going to rain for three years. And the Bible said, he was like man like we are. And I remember he put his pants on, just like me and Pastor Paul, and the other right put our pants on. Yeah. He's a man just like we were. And he declared that it wasn't going to rain for three years. And God honored what he said. Yeah. Because he wanted to establish a point. And we got to get the understanding of the word of God. That God will honor what we declare in his name. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We are free. We operate in a different system than the world operated. We speak things now as though they are, and we don't see it, but we know God is going to do it. Yes. What did he say over in the Malachi? He said, prove me. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, a little uh, uh, what they call a little rebellion. Amen. But whenever somebody says you prove something, I try. I don't know not even y'all like that. But in my, and then he says, in Malachi, he says, prove me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read that so y'all know where I'm at. All right. In Malachi, third chapter. Would a man rob God? Yes, he has robbed me. But you say, where have a man robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring me all the tithes to the storehouse, that they may meet me in my house. And prove me. Listen. Prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts. If you prove me, this is what he said. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive. He said, you prove me on this, I will open the windows of heaven. Not only that, I will rebuke. The next verse said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. He will not destroy your land. He will not put holes in your pants where you won't have no money, or you won't have no suffering. He said, I will, if you prove me, I'm going to rebuke the devourer. I'm going to take care of you. You will have an abundance. This is why you have the word of God. This is why you, you got called on him. This is why you can say, it is written. It is written right here. I don't, I don't have to go this way. It is written right here. That God is the plot. Yes. And then I, the other thing that we have to come with, we don't go to word of prayer. We don't believe prayer works. We go to prayer and we don't get an answer, we give up on it. That's being a double agent for God. 
the Bible is all through Isaiah, all through the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Yeah. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He's going to, and one time he says, go send you up on time now. Yeah. He'll be there when you need it. But you got to wait on God. We got to get to the point where we pray, we got to expect that answer from God, and God will answer our prayers. But sometimes we got to wait on God. And sometimes God is a man of God and does it immediately. Like in the book of Mark, he said immediately, suddenly. Immediately. Sometimes we got to learn how to wait on God. Yeah. Wait on your deliverance. Wait on him to answer your prayers. Amen. I'm going over here to the teaching, the uh, fourth chapter. And, and some of y'all already know I'm going to. It says, Rejoice in the Lord. Verse 4, fourth chapter of uh, Philippians, excuse me. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you pray? Pray with thanksgiving. How do you pray? Rejoice. Rejoice always. Happy. You don't be grudgingly mad or upset. You should be happy, be thankful that the God that created everything is your God. The God that created you is your God. Yeah. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the I am that I am. Hallelujah. Is there anything too hard for God? As he asked us in Sunday, if God can dry bones, bury dry bones, you understand, back to life, in a valley of dry bones, just bones laying out there, not covered up. Bones where a whole lot of army can die. Yeah. And the bones are scattered in the valley of dry bones. With its crows and the birds and the doves and every kind of animal that ate on them. Carrying here, carrying there. God said, can these bones live? God is asking us to say, do you think I can do what I say I can do? These people wise enough to say, Lord, you know we're going to say, answer what we ask God for. Oh God, I know this is kind of hard for you. It's too hard for God. That's why Isaiah said, who's report you going to believe? That's right. You understand? Who's report you going to believe? The report of the devil that tells you that God ain't showing you favor, God is upset with you, that's why God ain't That's not what the word of God says. God said, can these bones live? Do you believe that I can turn your situation around? Yeah, no. That's what God is asking us to say. If bones still live, you know God. And I know you can turn this situation around. If we can bring, bring dry bones back to life, cause bone to go to bone, cause flesh to come on the bones, yes, yes. cause the veins to be inside, everything to work like it was working before they were dry bones. And then he said, speak prophesy to these bones. Yes. What are you saying? Telling you, you got to speak to your situation. Prophesy, it's going to be all right. Tomorrow is going to be a different story. Yes. Tomorrow I'm going to not have the same situation. Next month ain't going to be like this. Yes. And my situation is going to change for the good. You got to believe if I'm bring these bones back. And then he's going to ask you to see if you believe it. He tell you to speak to it again. Yes. That's what he told you. He's going to prophesy to these bones. You understand the word of God. You gotta speak the word, this word of God in your situation. He didn't give us this just for the preacher to preach it on Sunday. He didn't give it to you just to teach it on Tuesday. But he gave it to you that you can activate it when you speak the word of God. Yes, yes. You can the bones can come back to life, he prophesied to the bones, and what the Bible says. This time moving, isn't it? They, they make him and their whole army stood up before them. Yeah. A whole army that was dead. Now they're alive. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your situation is, you got to know that you ain't God's army. 
And when you speak that situation, your Jesus way will turn around and your way will dead will come alive. Because God's word, God's word, not because of anything you have done, but because he is God. He is God. There's nothing impossible for God. So you can bleed your bones in your life. Why can't you bleed your, your, your healing in your body? Uh, you don't know. I, I still feel the pain. Well, I still live. But I'm healed. Yeah. And every day is getting a little better. You know, it's, it's only been five months. So I'm, I'm giving God the glory. Yeah. Every day, the enemy tells me, oh, you ain't healed yet. You ain't getting no healing. You ain't got no healing. Well, I just look all over and I just smile and say, you don't know who you mess with, do you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I am. You don't know who my daddy is. Yeah. You don't know who I talk to and tell me it's going to be all right. He said, I'm healed. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm going to have double for my truck. Yeah. He said, I've been set up here as, 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 as the prop, as the, the Job. You understand? He gave me a right to choose my name. Yes. Call my name. That I can be a, a somebody a witness for him of how he can heal. That's God. Yes, yes. We don't know the big picture of God. I tell you all the time, who would ever think that Dick McClain would come all the way to Arizona to come to Warsaw, Virginia? Doesn't seem, I guarantee you, you asked her that 20 years ago, she was in no way. Warsaw, I don't even know where Warsaw is. Yeah. Yes. But God got a way to put his plan together and cause things to happen the way he wanted to happen. That's what we got to be sure that the word says, if you stay true to God, that your seed is going to be prosperous. Yes. If you stay true to God, your seed is going to be blessed from generation to generation. Yes. That's why I say, y'all, is there not a cause? For us to rise up and start living this word of God. It's people out of generations coming behind us that's watching us that we gotta live and speak this word of God. Put it in your I'm gonna do a great thing in front of your eyes and you still ain't gonna believe that I did. I'll paraphrase that. I mean, you're gonna see me through the word and you still gonna doubt. And that's powerful God. You see me build a road, but you still don't see me back that I built. God is trying to tell us, trust God. Have faith in God. Not in, you can't just believe he's God and that he can do anything that he's going to do. He can cause it to rain here and not rain there. Am I trying to something new? Mother Nature, we experienced? They wanted to fish. God allowed it to rain. 50 feet from us, maybe more than that, maybe it was 200 yards, 300 yards away from us. It was raining, and the line was growing, and we could see the rain coming down on the water. But where we were at, it was good. The water was calm, and we were fishing. You understand? That's how God proves himself. I caused the rain to go where I wanted to go. You understand? I can cause the sun to go back three degrees. Just at your word. Just to show you that I'm God. Proving himself time and time again to us, and yet we still want to be double agents. You see how we got to wake up out of our slumber? Where's the watchman on the top? Who's watching where the enemy's at? Where where, where are we going? Are we the lost? The, uh, 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 the desire, the soul to save. We are dumb agents. It's within our power to speak life in the people that we come in contact with. Now, I'm not talking uh, this thing they got going on in the church. Let me I have a word for you. I got to speak, speak a word into your life. No, I ain't talking about they done took that crazy too far. I'm talking about let me tell you about a man. Yeah. Hallelujah, that can cause things to happen in your behalf. God is God. He's an all powerful God. 
and we got to recognize him and know who we are. He has given us the same power. He told the disciples, go what? Go in the upper room. Stay there. Tell you what? Endure with power. When it came out, 3,000 got saved. When it came out, Peter and John were walking down the road, and they said, Peter shattered. Peter and John were walking into the synagogue, and they said, Such as I have, I give unto you. Now, now listen, they said, Peter shattered, healing people. Yeah. They said, That's the power. We ain't got to act on certain things. They said, The power is in us yeah. to do the great things God wants us to do. We got to speak the word and have give them life. We should be able to speak life into people that we come in contact with. We have that ability. God has put it in us to speak to somebody and they do have convicted and conviction and they cry out, what must that have been to do? Yeah. Is the world going to deny? Yes, yeah, someone going to deny. But as Mother Scripture said to me the other day, some plant, some water, yeah. but God gives the increase. We're only listening to you today. Don't worry about it. You keep on planting. Yeah. If you're the one that water, you keep on water. Somewhere down the line, God's going to cause it to, with that seed you plant, cause it to grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we got to be about our Father's business. We got to keep up and do what God called us to do and not what we want to do. And that's where we our, our problem lies. I want to give you another uh, scripture here, uh, Romans 8 and 21. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bonds of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. We have been delivered, you know what I'm saying, from the bondage of corruption. Corruption in this world is all around us, right? We all can agree to that. But he said that we have and delivered from that bond into the liberty of God. Amen? Yeah, yeah, we gotta understand how we, uh, what God is saying. Paul put it this way, and in, in, uh, I'm pretty much uh, trying to close the Bible. Paul put it this way. He found out there was what? War going on within his body. Uh, let's go to Romans 7. 7. Romans 7 and 20. Romans 7 and 20. Romans 7 and 20. Let's start at 22. Paul let's go back up to 21. 20. Now, if I do that, Go to 18. For I know that envy, that is, in my flesh, was no good thing. For the will is present with me. Was no good thing. For the will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. For the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it. But sin that dwells in me, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my mind, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my memories. O wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And what Paul is saying, there's a struggle going on inside of him. And many of us can relate to that. There's a struggle within us to do good and to do evil. We want to do good, but we end up going easy. We want to obey God, but we end up going being disobedient. And he found the conclusion of the matter, when I, with my mind, I do the coming to subject to the law of God. 
but with the flesh I come into the law of sin. So now that tells you one thing. Sin works with the cardinal mind and it's going to do what? Please itself. Flesh is one of please itself. Whatever makes the flesh feel good, that is what flesh is going to do. He don't, the flesh does not care about the law of God or doing good. If the flesh want to do something, he don't care if it's evil or good. It's going to do what satisfies the flesh. That's why God said we got to want to serve him in spirit and in truth. No longer can we live in the flesh. Yes, we got to carry this flesh around, but we can put it in subjection to the Holy Spirit that can deny it doing the things that it want to do and make it do what God, the Spirit, has control. That's what we got to the Spirit will, and the Spirit have rule over our inner spirits. You understand? So when we boohooing and complaining, we're operating in the flesh. When we don't like this because somebody's treating us bad, we operating in the flesh. You understand? Because if we wasn't in the flesh, your scripture, the spirit would give you, hold up, what's your word about? Didn't God tell you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Yeah. Huh? And every tongue that rises up against you, you shall what? Judge? Isn't that what he said? Yeah. I'm dead in the fourth chapter. That's what it clearly said. So the flesh cannot. Please God. When you have flesh, you're operating in and working with Satan. When you're pleasing your flesh. And I'm talking about not in, in, in I'm talking about in all ways. When you satisfy the needs of the flesh over the spirit, you're going against God and you're sinning against God. Yeah. I mean, somebody say what you mean I'm trying to tell you to be a child of God and to walk in truth. The flesh, Paul said, it's got to be mortified. The deeds of the flesh got to be mortified. Dead. 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 When you get up in the morning and it's a fast day, uh, no bacon, no eggs, no grease, no lunch, no dinner. Until the fast is over. Just mortifying the deeds of the flesh. Fast, fast day. My wife told me, I said, what well, baby's fast day? No wonder I woke up hungry. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. the flesh already rising up. Yes. Just because it's declared fasting. Crip tonight. Can't pass. It's there. Y'all know that they even make jokes on TV about the Christian and chicken. And I heard something say, uh, um, the, the chicken or animals went to heaven to hold out chicken if they're looking for some news. Yeah. <laughs> they had grievance again. Yeah. But, but we gotta realize that we gotta deny the flesh. Yes. As Deacon Churchill said, seven, we, we, we glutton. One piece of chicken product is all we need, but we gotta have four. Because it sounds so, it tastes so good. You understand? But if we never mortify the deeds of the flesh, we're going to continue to walk in the flesh. Now that brings back to our beginning scripture. The flesh wars against the spirit. Always. When the spirit wants to do what God wants, the flesh is going to do what he wants. And when, if we yield to do what the flesh wants, then God goes out the picture. So we've got to mortify the deeds of the flesh, that we will not be double agents. We've got to be 100% for God. The Bible says what? 99, or a songwriter with that, 99 and a half won't do. It's going to take 100%. The scripture says, if the righteous are scarcely, scarcely going to make it in, where will you find the ungodly and the sin? You understand? If you barely gonna make it in by your toenails, it's 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 it's, gonna, it's a fine, it's no it's no getting around God's law. You gotta worship Him in spirit and in truth. We gotta learn and start denying the flesh. Start with a little thing. Nope, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. 
I'm not going to see him dead on Sunday. I'm going to go to church. I'm not going to uh, say I got two pies from work. I ain't going to be able to make the Bible study. I'm going to Bible study. I'm, I'm going to stay in bed at 10 o'clock. I'm getting up at 9 55. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying this. You've got to start the little things, denying it, and know you're denying it, and speak to that flesh that you, I am not, I am a child of God. I'm going to serve my God in spirit and in truth. Time out here, David even told me it's time for me to get up off of my butt and start doing what God told us to do. The hour is now. Yes. Hallelujah. It's now. Complacency is something God warned us about, so we shouldn't be finding us in complacency. Uh, often remember and, and, and think about some words that Mother Smith said always when I don't want to do something. Get out of the comfort zone. Get out of the comfort zone. You comfortable? Get out of your comfort zone and do what God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. We truly thank God for our Bible study tonight. Now a little after eight. Hallelujah. But I want to read this one more scripture to encourage y'all. Eight and one. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And this is what he says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You've got to walk after the Spirit. There's no condemnation to you when you're walking after the Spirit. The devil can't hold nothing against you when you're walking after the Spirit. But when you walk after the flesh, he can point the finger at you. See that? See that? See that? Then you got condemnation. Praise God. Amen. I hope the lesson has stirred something up in you and, 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 and encouraged you uh, to press on toward the mark of the high calling. Amen. Uh, that has been set before us. We have a great work that must be done. Kingdom building. Uh, kingdom building. Amen. We have souls out there as you heard Sunday, God got plenty vacancies. Yeah. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. You want to encourage them, they aren't important, some you got God that we put full time work. Right. Hallelujah. And you got good benefits. The God that we serve. Praise the Lord. But I truly thank God for your coming. Amen. And being tentative to God's word now. I ask you that you uh, let the word here, here tonight and let it dwell on something that you can rehearse uh, over in your minds over and over again. To, to do something with this flesh, that you don't be a double agent. Hallelujah. Don't be a double agent. Be an agent for God. But we are the ambassadors. We are the ambassadors. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.